Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150. Our uh, theme today is old dogs. What a great topic. Speaking of old dogs, what a great day to take your dog for a walk. Get out there with your dog, regardless of your dog's age. I thought you were going to say, and speaking of old dogs, hi, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, hey. You old dog. Yeah, it is a great day to take your dog for a walk. Sometimes we have to give qualifiers to that statement, but today, no qualifiers necessary. It's absolutely beautiful, perfect for a nice little doggy stroll. It was like summery earlier this afternoon. I stepped outside my house. The sun was shining, and it was actually warm out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have two authors on the show. We're going to be talking in a few minutes first with Tom Cohen, who is the author of a book called Dogs with Old Man Faces, Portraits of Crotchety Canines. <laughs> really cute book. Um, going to be talking with... Now, are they owned by old people and this not necessarily is, starting to resemble nope. their owners because often you see that phenomenon as well nope not necessarily so tom no. cohen is a he's actually a daytime emmy award winner he's the executive producer of the show cash cab and he was inspired to write dogs with old man faces from his own dog uh piper a six-year-old shih tzu with an old man face so um He says that she has a specific face that he likes to call Peter Falk face because she somehow (laughs) makes it look like his kind of a smirk and expression of I've been around the block. So anyway, he's made this really cute book, Dogs with Old Man Faces. I wish I had a dog that looked like Columbo. (laughs) Yeah, really. That would be great. Oh, that's an old show. Get a little trench coat for him and uh, a fake cigar, Mm -hmm. maybe jerky. A little rough around the edges. Yeah. Well, and then keeping with our old dog theme, after I talk with Tom about dogs with old man faces, then I'll be talking with Ardeth DeVries, who's the uh, president of the board of Old Dog Haven, an organization that's no stranger to this show. Um, But she's actually written a book um, about Old Dog Haven. It's called Old Dog Haven, Every Old Dog Has a Story to Tell. And all of the proceeds from that book go to support the wonderful work of Old Dog Haven. And if you're not familiar, they're a local organization here in western Washington that is a large network of foster homes that gets old dogs out of shelters and into loving homes, regardless of how long they have left to live. Really powerful work. And uh, Darcy and I are... um, We have an old dog haven dog at our home as well, Lois, who is doing very well. We weren't sure how much time she had left when we got her out of the shelter, and it seems like she actually has a fair amount of time left, so she's doing great. Okay. Um, Do have some announcements, though, before we bring Tom on. Uh, Let's see. I think today's episode is 296 which brings us one episode closer to the 300th episode of The Dog Show. And uh, that means that we're uh, that much closer to the party to celebrate the 300th episode of The Dog Show. So the party is going to be, and I think what we're going to do is actually have it be a uh, fundraiser for a nonprofit. And I'm thinking about doing it for um, a forming nonprofit called the Healing Allies Project, which trains 
service dogs for young, uh, for adolescents and young adults with Tourette syndrome. Really powerful work. It's a local organization. Um, and we are just going to be celebrating the 300th episode. We have a lot of really awesome prizes to um, raffle off, and any proceeds that we um, generate will go to support a local nonprofit. We're going to have uh, food. We're going to have wine. Um, actually, we have a, a cider sponsor, a hard cider sponsor. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Um, Tiatin Cider Works. Oh, I love their cider. Yeah, yeah. That's the best. They um, are of a dog-loving cider company and are uh, providing plenty of hard cider for us to enjoy as part of the refreshments. And Well, now I'm going to come to this thing. Oh, now you're going to come. <laughs> yeah, I see. Exactly. Well, I'll be sure to— You just convinced me. I'll be sure to— uh, set aside some bottles for you to take home too. So Beautiful. their stuff is awesome. Yeah, Tyatin Cider Works. It seems like hard cider, like we've just recently, over the past few months, really gotten into it um, because neither of us drink beer and um, it just seems our systems tolerate it better than other forms of alcohol. And it's, I've, I mean, we found some really delicious ones and it, it seems like there's, there's a real renaissance going on out there of uh, ciders right now. Really? Yeah, I mean, all of these like black currant and lavender mm. one. Oh man. Yeah. So really excited about that. Um, big thanks to them for their support and uh, be sure to check them out. If you're looking for some hard cider, whether you're at a bar or at a um, fine grocery store, Tyatin Cider Works. So anyway, November 22nd is going to be that event. It's going to be at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland. It's going to start at 6 p.m. Um, and please come if you're a fan of the show and you want to be a part of this community. It's going to be a really fun party. Lots of great stuff going on. We're going to have a DJ. And that is a Saturday, by the way. So That is a Saturday. Most people should be able to make it. And we will have cider, so Eric will be there too. A lot of people ask about you, Eric. Who's that guy? Who's that? Who's that? What you know? Who is that guy that keeps interrupting That's you, Julie? That's Eric. Um, so yeah, uh, November twenty second, Saturday, six p.m. at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland, and we'll be going for, you know, at least until ten p.m. So if you can't make it right at six, but you can come a little bit later, then definitely come by. We've got a lot of great stuff to give away. Um, we've got a um, memorial glass piece by Rainbow Bridge Hearts that they're going to be giving away. And so that's something that it will be a gift certificate and you'll be able to have a memorial piece made for perhaps a pet um, that you've lost who you have the ashes for. And they only need a teaspoon of the ashes. They're gorgeous. I have two of them and I love them. So we have one of those to give away. We have a quilt. Um, I came out last week and said that I am a quilter. <laughs> which surprised Eric. How did your parents take it yeah, when you I told know, them you right? were a quilter? Well, I'm a quilter because of my mother. So she's a seamstress and has been for decades. So, so she was elated. That's right. That's right. Well, she's part of the reason why the first quilt I made was for her. We made a quilt for the dog show. It's pretty sweet, actually. Uh, we're going to be raffling that off. we got a lot of other great stuff, perhaps some hard cider, Eric. And um, yeah, so please do come for that. And then uh, another exciting little bit, is the day after Veterans Day on A&E Network during the premiere of a new reality show, which is called Dogs of War, which I have nothing to do with that show, except that I'm being uh, profiled as um, uh, around what I do with my hands-on training with people and dogs and the dog show. 
So this would be November 12th. Yes. Thank you. I don't know what time, so check your local listings on A&E Network. Look for a show called Dogs of War. It's premiering, and twice during that episode, you'll see me and the dog show profiled um, on a short spot that's going to also premiere twice and then run throughout the network after that. So Super cool. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing that. That'll be a trip. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I'll be talking with Tom Cohen, who is the author and creator of a new book called Dogs with Old Man Faces, and you're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Hey, Dog Show fans. Does something stink in your home or car? Pure Air is a powerful odor eliminator that is the only natural food-grade product in its category. It works on bedding, kennels, litter boxes, urine, vomit, poop, even skunk spray. You know, all the fun smells our pets bring into our home. It's so non-toxic that you can literally eat it, a requirement for our home and our dogs. Spray Pure Air on anything you can put water on and let your nose watch the odor disappear. Ask for Pure Air in stores that specialize in natural, non-toxic products for home. Or visit DogRadioShow.com for a link to their website. I'm Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show. Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Whispering Dragon in Seattle, we cover the world of animals. This week, November 2nd, it's a shelter rescue sanctuary and anything that helps our animal friends Sunday and a behavior training and healing Sunday. I'll be in the studio and catch up with all my favorite rescues and sanctuaries, plus I'll open phone lines for any behavior training or healing questions you have about your animal friends. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice, jetcityanimalclinic.com. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. 
Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. News, traffic, and weather? Now you can get your information fixed weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And uh, sticking with our theme of old dogs today, I've got Tom Cohen on the line, who's the author of a book called Dogs with Old Man Faces. Tom, welcome to The Dog Show. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, so what a cute idea. And this was inspired by your own dog, Piper, who you believe to have an old man face. Yeah, so Piper is actually a female, but um, but she has such a, a wise old face with really big eyes that sort of have a lot of soul and a lot of expression. So um, I sort of took inspiration from her, and then I started noticing that there are so many dogs out there that I'd run across um, when I was living in Manhattan on the streets of New York. I'd see all these amazing, soulful, really wise faces. Um, so I you know, took out my camera, and I started taking photos, and... Next thing I knew, I had about 30 amazing close-up shots of these dogs that all looked like old men, and they all, you know, sort of channeled these old man characteristics and personalities. And, um, and you know, the next thing I knew, I had a book. So it was really, it sort of evolved over time, but it ended up being a really fun, interesting project where I met a lot of amazing dogs. Yeah. And they're all so different. One of the things that I talk about a lot in the context of training and behavior, which is my expertise, is that really appreciating, first and foremost, that every dog is a unique individual, just like people. And, right. you yeah, know, you're you're looking at uh, these sort of the special category of dogs that have just kind of, a, like you said, like an old soul feeling to them or a, a wise sort of... Uh, expression or being about them now are these dogs all necessarily older dogs or they just have that presence no so i mean you know it would be um i would just come across a dog uh or i had friends that had dogs that i knew looked like old men you know but when (laughs) i come across these dogs uh, i didn't know how old they were and for me it was all about they sort of channeled some little extra bit of wisdom or some you know grumpy or crotchety expression or, um, you know, kind of uh, old guys that I may have met, you know, sometime or another that they all just kind of pop for me. So it, it didn't really matter the age of the actual dog, but in, in some way they just spoke to me in terms of having that old, old guy or old man sort of present. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, um, like you were just saying, I mean, it was great because I would, you know, doing this book and taking the photos, I, I just met a lot of amazing dogs that were um, from all different breeds, all different types of dogs, some, that you know, with really short hair, some with crazy wild long hair, mm-hmm. um, some with beards, some with whiskers, you know, so they all had a different, different expression on their face. Mm-hmm. Through the process of making this book and talking to people, you know, the people who were with the dogs and meeting the dogs, did you learn anything in particular just about dogs that you didn't know before or gain any sort of appreciation that you didn't have before? You know, you know it was amazing. You know, first of all, everyone who, um, who I came across, the humans, were all incredibly enthusiastic for their dogs to be involved. It was kind of like, oh, my dog's going to be a star. So everyone was really excited about 
you know, having their dog in the book. So that, that was the first thing. So I learned a lot about how open and amazing dog owners are in general. Mm. Um, but, you know, the dogs themselves, everyone had a different way of sort of presenting themselves. Some were a little shy, some were really open. And, you know, some of them almost, you felt like they almost knew they were having their picture taken. They'd pose for yeah. you and, you know, <laughs> look right into the camera as if they said, okay, I'm going to give you my best stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some were, you know, looking off into the distance as if they were wistful for a better time. Mm. Some were kind of, you know, that had that sort of furled brow looking right at the camera as if like, you know, get off my lawn, you crazy kids. So, you know, they were all, um, I guess what I took away from it was that, you know, like you said before, every dog has um, a personality that amazingly enough comes through just from a photo. Um, You don't even really have to know the dog intimately to sort of get, the sense that every dog, just like people, has something about them that's unique and and special. Yeah. And that there's a depth. There's a depth behind that, you know, that expression, whatever that might be. If it's the the old man feel or if it's another kind of feel, I think dogs aren't given enough credit in general for their level of awareness of all that's going on. And um, Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing that you can get from still photos that you can't always get from video is that, you know, you can get that that depth of soul just in their eyes. You know, they say, um, you know, that, and this has actually been sort of scientifically proven as as best they can, that a dog actually hugs with its eyes. So when you're looking at a dog into a dog's eyes, they're actually hugging you. Um, And that's like the best way that dogs know how to hug. So having a dog looking right at you and sort of staring into your eyes, it gives you this really warm feeling. So a lot of the photos in the book have that, you know, kind of warmth to that. Even if they're crotchety old guys, there's still, you know, a loving warmth behind those eyes. Yeah. So sweet. So um, were any of the dogs that you took pictures of, did you find many of them complaining about the price of milk and bread and any of that? <laughs> right, right. It was uh, it was like, you know, um, things just haven't been so great since the 50s, you know, that <laughs> right. kind of thing. Um, yeah. When know, I was a puppy... You know, yeah, right. Back in my day. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a lot of it. And it was kind of, you know, I, I tried to find a different, the captions that I wrote are very, everyone's very different. And I, I didn't want to repeat sort of the same type of, of joke or, or caption. So um, you have everything from that to, you know, um, to, you know, like I said, get, you know, get off my lawn, you know, like don't tread on my property or, um you know, or like you sort of can't reach the canned peaches at the grocery store or whatever it is that's kind of endearing and, and sort of, even if you're playing a little bit on stereotypes of old guys, um, it was amazing how each of the dogs really could channel, uh, you know, the features of, of what we think of when we think of old of old men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the quotes are a really cute part of it. So it's a collection of these really beautiful photos of dogs that have this, what you would call old man face and uh and then you've got these little captions just kind of making up what you think the dog might be saying i like the one with this really old looks like a giant schnauzer and uh yep he's talking about like don't worry i'll be watching the perimeter while you go inside which is totally giant schnauzer i mean those dogs are intense but then he's like he or she is like uh, i lost my glasses are you still there yeah Cute. And then I have, like, a, you know, a, a couple of bulldogs that, you know, like one of them is a wrinkled old nudist because he's just kind of in the water <laughs> halfway and his skin is all wrinkled. And, you know, it's, it's, um, 
you know, a lot of them, like I said, are sort of looking right at you, but then there are a few shots that are sort of a little bit further back and you get like the whole kind of wrinkled, um, wrinkled body or, you know, more of the, of the wrinkled neck. And, um, you know, I didn't want to do all, cause obviously bulldogs tend to look like old men and I didn't want to do all, you know, snub nosed breeds. So, right. um, there's a really good mix in there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could do this entirely with Shih Tzus also. Cause yeah, <laughs> that's actually, my dog Piper is a Shih Tzu. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean that was probably the first breed that came to mind for me. And they also they can have they can have they're like super smart and they also can be really stubborn. And so they can just kind of have that like that attitude which felt like a really great fit. So when it was like, "Oh yeah, yeah you I have mean, a Shih Tzu." What's amazing about what's amazing about Shih Tzus is they they have this way of simultaneously looking really young and really old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those big baby eyes, but yeah. um but they you know, they also have that kind of crazy face with all that sort of hair that makes them look like they have a long beard yeah so where is this book available is it on amazon etc yeah so um you know i'm telling people to go on the internet you can go to amazon.com bn.com which is barnesandnoble.com um uh you know target anywhere that you you would buy books online and and uh um you can even get it as an ebook um if you want to go that route Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you go to your local bookstore and they don't have it, I'm sure if you if you ask for it, they'll order you a copy. Um, so you know, yeah, anywhere that you buy books, you should be able to to pick up a copy. And it's you know, holidays are coming up, so I'm, right. I'm always sort of encouraging people to use them as stocking stuffers because it's not a very big book. It's like a great little coffee, small little coffee table book. Perfect. Yeah, fun, fun book. A uh, really unique, funny angle to it, and just. As always, uh, just another unique way to just celebrate dogs and what they bring to our lives and, uh, you know, the depth in especially those expressions. Um, Just a great a great angle on this. And the book is called Dogs with Old Man Faces. And I'll post uh, links to that on our homepage, dogradioshow.com and Facebook and all that good stuff, too. So if you're driving and can't write it down, you can always refer to our website, too. Well, Tom, thanks so much for your time today and um, for making this really cute book. And my best to you and Piper. And um, just incidentally, too, now you're the uh, executive producer of Cash Cab? Uh, I, yeah, I was. The show's actually not uh, in production anymore, but mm-hmm. I was the executive producer for about six or seven years um, from 2005 until early 2012. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's actually my, my profession is as a, a TV and video producer. Um, and I just happen to love all animals and I'm, I'm a big advocate for adoption and rescuing dogs and for, um, all kinds of animal advocacy, uh, issues. So, um, I like to try to do animal stuff on the side when I can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that and for helping the cause. And again, the book is called Dogs with Old Man Faces, authors Tom Cohen, and you can find it on Barnes and Noble, Target, uh, Amazon.com. And uh, best of luck to you and uh, hide a piper for us here at the dog show. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And uh, sticking with our old dog theme, we'll be back after this break with uh, the president of the board of Old Dog Haven with her new book, Old Dog Haven. Every old dog has a story to tell. You're listening to the dog show with Julie Forbes.
through the streets of Soho in the rain. He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. Hi, I'm Martha Childress with the Natural Choice Network. Join us every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite leaders from our sustainable community to share their unique visions and valuable insights. You'll learn great tools to make your life greener, healthier, and more sustainable for generations to come. Thank you for making The Natural Choice. That's The Natural Choice Network every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Please join us. Pure Air's powerful formula lets you eliminate pet odors safely. It's strong enough to effectively get rid of smells like urine, plus stronger odors like those that can be caused by illness. Pure Air is safe enough to spray directly onto people, animals, or use in the bath or laundry. Pure Air is perfect for dealing with dire situations, refreshing your dog between baths, or just before company comes. Pure Air is the most effective product you can buy to remove stinky pet odors safely. Find it at stores like Mud Bay, McClendon's, and Natural Pet Pantry, or visit their website, pureair.com. That's pure, A-Y-R-E, dot com. I'm Julie Forbes, host of The Dog Show. Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. Like what you hear? Be sure and support the sponsors who support your favorite programs on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. This hair was perfect. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Eric, that song reminds me, I keep forgetting it's Halloween on Friday. That's right. Happy Halloween to all our listeners. Yeah, everyone stay safe and keep the dogs away from that Halloween candy. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. All right, we're back with Ardeth DeVries, who is the author of a wonderful new book called Old Dog Haven. Every old dog has a story to tell. And you might not be surprised to hear that she is connected with the organization very much. So, Ardeth, welcome to The Dog Show. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for having me. Now, you are the president of the board of Old Dog Haven, is that right? I am, yes. Okay. And how long have you had that position? Oh, it seems like a while. I've been involved with Old Dog Haven for about nine years. Um, this is our 10th anniversary, so I've, mm. been, I've been with the organization, you know, almost from the beginning. Awesome. Well, this is... Uh... A wonderful way to share the work of Old Dog Haven, which is such an incredible organization in the sense of the work that you do. And then also we've recently had the pleasure of working with you as an actual foster home for an Old Dog Haven dog, Lois, who I've talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, over the past few months, and it's just really been—we've just both been so impressed by how well run the organization is too. So it's just really been a pleasure to 
to work with Judith and work with uh, other supporting figures in the organization to, you know, support people and helping the dogs ultimately. And oh, that's um, great. I'm, I'm glad you're having a good experience. Oh yeah. It's been, it's been awesome. And it's been an interesting, also interesting experience adjusting an older dog and just noticing some differences. I mean, um, you know, sort of everything just takes a little bit longer, it seems, True. but True. really uh, the resilience is inspiring and uh, the work that you guys do, you know, getting, old dogs out of shelters and into homes, regardless of how much time they have left, is just really special. Um, So this is a collection of stories from a number of different old dog haven dogs. Right. So tell us a bit about, you know, what had you write the book? And um, from your perspective, tell us a little bit about this book. Okay. I'd be happy to to do that. Um, You know, like I said, I've been involved with Old Dog Haven for about nine years. and, And as time passed... Um, two things became really clear to me. One, as you said, what an amazing organization this is, um, unique in that it's the only one of its kind in Washington State and only one of just a few in the United States where dogs are actually taken into private homes. But the other thing that became so clear is that the plight of homeless senior dogs, uh, mm-hmm. these old guys ending up in shelters, just left there to die by inches. And yeah. I thought, you know, I need to I need to make people aware of this. So about four years ago, I um, sat down with Judith and Lee over lunch and, and told them what I had in mind with the book. And I said, just, you know, maybe a few chapters about Old Dog Haven and, and one about them, of course, because people want to know how it all started. Mm-hmm. But then I, I wanted to, um, we talked about all the various scenarios that cause old dogs to end up in shelters ranging all the way from, you know, a divorce situation, uh, someone dies, uh, neglect, you know, you name it. And then and then we went from there and sat down and, and picked uh, 36 different dogs that fit the various scenarios that uh, caused the old guys to, to be in shelters. And then the process, the fun process began of contacting the various people who had, had provided homes for these dogs. And, and we emailed back and forth. And it took about four years, uh, the whole process, to, mm-hmm. to put the book together because um, I had them tell stories and give me information and send photographs and uh, a wonderful, wonderful experience and, and uh, put in there 106 photographs in the book. Mm-hmm. And so put it all together. And um, I really th- I think this is an important book. Uh, simply because the the lessons that that the dogs provide and the people who cared about them and cared for them uh, are, are really important, I think, for people to understand. And so then I found a wonderful publisher in Seattle, Bennett and Hastings, and Celeste Bennett has just been, uh, she's become a, a, an Old Dog Haven fan and, and uh, has been very, very helpful as far as the book, and it's been fun working with her, and we're published now, and it's out, and um, I'm donating all the proceeds from the book to Old Dog Haven because that's my way of paying it forward. I've learned so much from dogs over the years, particularly the older dogs, that um, this is a way for me to, you know, to pay back a bit. So when you that's talk, where we are. When you talk about the lessons that are available to be learned specifically through working with old dogs and mm-hmm. rescuing old dogs. What are the, what are the main, like one or two that really pop if I was like, well, like what? Okay. Well, the, the, the first one that comes to mind uh, is that dogs live in the moment mm-hmm. and regardless of what kind of past uh, a dog has experienced, particularly an older dog, they have an amazing capacity to move on. 
I mean, you're probably seeing this to a certain degree with Lois, and and uh, you know some of the dogs in the book uh, have you know come from a, a history of neglect and abuse, and 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 yet they are willing to um, to be loved and to give their hearts to to another person, yeah. and so that ability to be in the moment, and and I talk with Doug. One of the things that I also do for Old Dog Haven is that I do a lot of counseling with people about end of life decisions. When is it time to let them go? And and I keep reminding people all the time that dogs live in the moment, and so whatever moments you can provide that involve love and care and and feeling valued, uh, that's you know that's the critical and, and the most important thing. Yeah. Um, when you talk about the, the the living in the moment and especially the the forgiveness, there was mm-hmm. one of the stories that I have gotten to was Jordan, which was a really yes. powerful <clears throat> one. And just yeah, that, how... that's a, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and and that ability and, and Valerie Watson, who who loved Jordan and still thinks about her every single day. Uh, you know, as you read in the book, she was hoping for a, oh, I'm so happy to see you, let's go. And yeah. and Jordan had been through so much that it took time for her to, uh, you know, after being left out in someone's yard pretty much by herself for 15 years, mm-hmm. to allow Valerie to, to love her. But when she did, it was just an avalanche, mm-hmm. and uh, Valerie's never forgotten her, yeah. which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um and so that amazing capacity to, to... And the other thing, too, that's part of the forgiveness that you're talking about is that dogs don't judge. Yeah. Um, regardless of where they've been or what has been going on with them, um, they don't immediately say, well, you know, humans are not to be trusted. They're willing to give uh, humans a chance. And good for us that they are, because I think, um, I think the most important lessons that I've ever learned in, in my life have come from dogs. Yeah. So, well, I can certainly appreciate that. I've worked with dogs for twelve years, and they have been a massive source of of personal growth, um, right. professional growth. I mean, it's really pretty transformational if you're if if you listen. So, well, and that's the and that's one of the themes of the book too, as you as you read in the introduction. It's about transformation, not only for the dogs, but for the people. And and what I'm hoping is that everyone who reads this book will find it in their hearts to do something to help an older dog because old dogs don't get adopted from shelters. I mean, 99% of the dogs that we take in uh, come from shelters and they're not adoptable. They are just too ill or too old or too whatever. And, um, and so it's our, you know, it's our mission to provide, you know, loving, safe homes for them. Um, And, and the other thing too, is that, that dogs in their ability to, um, relate to people, they don't garbage things up by intellectualizing. Right. We get all tied up with analyzing and being introspective, but you know, when you communicate with a dog, it's straight line. You know this from what you do. Uh, it's an intuitive process, and I think people would be well to, you know, to learn that. That's a, that's a good lesson, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's really about um, you know, the ways that they do communicate and the ways that, that they do listen Right. And how direct they are and how it's it just it is this or it is that. And there doesn't need to be a big a big story around it. And we no, don't need to no. tell the story over and over and over again. It just is. So. Right. It's, it's and we refreshing. don't need to analyze it. We just need to yeah. to be and to uh, work with what we have. I think that what one of the things that I love about this work is that like when I read as part of some of these stories, I read 
things that make me want to bash my head against the wall and mm-hmm. say a lot of swear words, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Shelby Shelby one. Yes, the the Dalmatian that was tied to. The- yeah. Oh well, we're 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 moving out of our apartment or whatever, and we're just yeah. going to abandon the dog and you know leave the dog there. And I mean, it's just like ah, who what I like it, it freaks me out that these people are even walking the earth. But but what's so great about this work is that it gives. A, di- a constructive direction for that energy yes. and how you guys, yes. you know, you say in your book, when you're in one of your stories, when you're talking about Rufus, yes. you say, we want our dogs to know that someone thinks they're valuable. Dogs like Rufus are throwaway dogs that became expendable for whatever reason. And it's very important to us that they're able to spend time with people who validate their importance, regardless right. of how long they have left. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and that that uh, you know it's one of those things I think I mentioned early in the book. It's it, you know certainly the stories that come with some of the dogs you know have the same reaction that you have. But we can't and don't spend time um, feeling angry with the people because that takes away from the positive energy that we need to uh, expend on our dogs mm-hmm. and to be angry and upset with the people who abandoned dogs or mistreated them or whatever. Um, you know, we just focus on the dogs. We have to, um, because that's the only way that we can help them is just to, you know, to deal with who they are and what their needs are and whatever we can do to make them comfortable and happy and loved. And, you know, if you look at our, our website, you know, at our final refuge dogs, the dogs that are, that are there for the, for the long haul. And, and Lois is in that category, right? She's with you. Yes. Permanently. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and you see the pictures and you see those smiles and those happy faces and and um, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's really cool to see um, to see. I mean, there was a lot a lot of transformation going on with her. She lost a ton of, you know, over time um, intentionally lost a, a ton of weight. She was right. like she looks wonderful. Oh, uh, she's 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 rocking it. She's yeah. She's like, she's like, this is awesome. You know, this is, and, and you talked, one of the things that you talked about again in Rufus's story was this, and I don't think she's in this category, but it did make me think about this euphoria period where they're so glad to be around people Mm -hmm. who, you know, care about them, that their body cooperates for a while, but then, and they really are able to enjoy them themselves, but then they sort of go into decline mode again. Right. Right. Um, and I imagine that that made sense that you probably see that happen, you know, over and over again with dogs who really are truly close to end of life, um, but that they really do perk up quite a bit because they're responding to oh yes the love just, and care. It's just amazing. I mean, Judith, our executive director, um, has said uh, she and, and Lee, her husband, uh, take in primarily hospice cases where there mm-hmm. are, are, are a short time left. And, and I've heard her say to me, well, I think, you know, I'm not sure that he's going to be with us for very long. And three months later, the dog is running around in the pasture. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they're going to live for years, but that sense of being loved and valued and fed well and medical needs being taken care of, mm-hmm. um, they want to stay as long as they can. Yeah. And, 
And so I think the hospice aspect of what we do uh, is is maybe the most important aspect of our work, whether a dog can stay with us. You know, I had a dog once that was only with me for six hours Mm. before I had to let him go. Mm -hmm. But those six hours, um, I felt, were important for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's that kind of living in the moment and providing what they need has uh has driven us and and that's our that's our mission. Well, and it's an it's a big part of the organization given that yes. it's, you know, you're working on rescuing old dogs and a lot of cases the dogs don't have a lot of time left whether no, that's no. you know days or months or you know a year or two or whatever, sometimes more, but is that you there's a lot of of um experience around end of life and that's yes. not not a topic that this culture for pets or people that we're we really are equipped to deal with and you know we're all we get all squirrely around it and um i think it's it's a really um i think it's an honor to be in the presence of an animal who's passing who where you know you love this animal and and you get to sort of witness that that part of them um and that it's I also really value the hopefully awareness that Old Dog Haven's work does and something that I've talked about certainly a fair amount over the years, you know, when I went through losing my first dog and then since then about, you know, how to go through the end of life process in a way that ultimately the animal's needs are put before yes. the humans. Yes, I talk with people. I, I probably I probably answer 15 to 20 emails a day, and, and most of my conversations with people have to do with, number one, how do I know when it's time? Yeah. And then the second thing, basically, from my perspective, the question is, how do, how do I get out of my own way and do what's best for this dog? Right. And, uh, and the experience of being with a dog who leaves his or her body, and dogs get that death is just change. We don't get that very well. Humans, yeah. uh, we, as you say, we, we have a, a real struggle about it. But that's another one of those lessons that comes mm. from dogs. They, uh, they understand what your role is in their lives. I talk with foster parents all the time who are, are so upset sometimes about the fact that a dog that they thought was going to be able to be with them for a long period of time ends up needing to leave sooner because, you know, the body has failed or the mind or, or the emotions. And and uh, I always try to remind them that dogs understand what our role is in their lives. And, and for some of us, like the little guy that I only had for six hours, um, he knew that I was the person that needed to let him go because mm-hmm. no one else would. Mm. And so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting and, and, uh, a complicated process, but it's real simple. It's all about love and acceptance and value and, uh, you know, everything related in, in, in that sense, too. So. Yeah. The thing that I was um, most impressed with in my first experience um, with my first dog, who I got when I was 20, and then he passed when I was 32. He was very healthy physically. He didn't have arthritis or, you know, very robust dog, but he ended up with hemangiosarcoma. And, and, oh, yes. Um, okay. And and it was like, well, I mean, and not to say it, it wasn't hard. It was hard, hard experience and, and hard to see clearly at times. 
Mm-hmm. But but ultimately, I was just like, my gosh, I love this animal so entirely and completely that I cannot help but love his death also yes. because I'm, you know, it was like, okay, I mean, I can't help but love this because I love you so That's entirely. Right. That's right, and and for you to be there with him, um, it, which is very very difficult for many people, and and I encourage people as strongly as I possibly can, and, and talk to them about how important it is for them to be there and to be with their friend and and to hold him or her, yeah. and and part of it has to do with feeling that release. Mm-hmm. That sense of peace that comes when a dog has left his or her body. And I said, you need to experience that because now you can know that the suffering is gone, that the pain is gone, that the dementia is no longer there. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are, you know, those are experiences that uh, are, whole, are, you know, part of the whole process. Yeah. There was uh, something that happened. I mean, I can't encourage people enough to if you're on the fence, I mean, we were, we had known about Old Dog Haven for years. I had Judith on the show years, a few years ago Mm -hmm, um, for the first time. And then I think somebody more recently also before your, um, the walk for old dogs. Oh, Paula. Yes. 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 And then, and it was like, oh, you know, oh, this work is so amazing. The old, old dogs in shelters, what a betrayal. Oh, they, you know, get these dogs out, all that stuff. And it was like, you know, we had, a number of dogs in the house already. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, when we have the space, when we have the space, oh, yeah, you know, old dogs all day long. And then I saw Lois's picture online, and it is not, I'm not the one in my marriage that's the most likely to bring in a new dog. Mm-hmm. And, but I just saw Lois, and I was like, we've got to, let's, huh? let's go get her. Yeah. Bust her out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so funny. Oh, my gosh. She's hysterical. We just adore her now. And she is raw. She's so, so happy and so vocal. Oh, yeah. She's a happy girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same kind of reaction. I don't know whether you've read the story about little Sir Gruntley Bear yet. No. But Judy Pulley, a woman um, uh, who adopted uh, him, really didn't have, I mean, she was kind of surfing the Old Dog Heaven website and wasn't, you know, didn't think she was quite ready to have a dog. And she saw his picture and it was, that was it. Yeah. That was the end. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, and they had, they had, I think, almost three to four years together before he mm-hmm. left. And, mm-hmm. and he's, he's, a, uh, he was a, a dog that, you know, what we call an elderly left behind. You know, between forty and fifty percent of the dogs that come to us do so because um, one, you know, or both of their people either have died or gone into nursing home or mm. unable to care for them, and and no other plans have been made. That's one of the things. Um, mm. I don't know whether you've gotten to the back of the book yet, but there's some supplementary articles uh, that I've included that I that have been on our website, and one of them is plan ahead so that you know if something happens to you and you're not able to care for your dog, that you have something in place so that the dog doesn't end up in a shelter. I mean, little Sir Gruntley Bear spent seven months Mm. in a cage in a boarding kennel um, Mm. because nobody was available to take care of him. So Mm -hmm. that's a a tough one. Yeah, there's definitely good good information to, you know, like you said, have a plan in place. And you never know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I know we do that among our community and our friends. Mm -hmm. We know... Yes, if anything happens to you, we've got your. We will take care of your. You know, 
We've got the dogs, so right, you know. Right, and that's and that's so important, Julie, because people make assumptions. Oh well, you know, my sister will take the dog, or my yeah. my son, or whatever. And and when it comes down to it, that's not always true. In fact, yeah. it's most of the time not true. Yeah. And and so then the dog ends up in a, in a shelter, and and as I said, you know, uh, old dogs very rarely get adopted from shelters. Mm-hmm. And I think people are naive in thinking this. I think that I walk dogs at the shelter here in Coopville, and, uh, you know, I've seen dogs 12, 13, 14 years old being surrendered by their people, and in some cases the dog has been with them for the dog's entire life. Mm. And the thinking on their part, which is delusional, of course, is that, oh, well, someone will adopt this dog. Well, oh, really? Yeah. Um, that's, that's just not going to happen. But that's the fortunate thing about Old Dog Haven, and that, and that we have established, you know, in the past ten years, um, such a presence. I mean, during the past ten years, we've helped almost four thousand dogs. Wow! And we went from, you know, back when it all started, with Judith and Lee just simply saying, you know, these guys can't be in shelters, and so they adopted a couple of, of old dogs from shelters, and so we've gone from. Two people taking in a couple of old guys to now we have about 145 foster homes, you know, all the way up and down the coast of Washington. Need more, obviously, because we always have a waiting list. I think there's a waiting list as of this morning about 22 dogs that are in shelters that need to be bailed out. Um, And we have 250 dogs in our care right now. Wow. Yeah. So 249 plus Lois. And the thing so, that uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's an it's a, a major major effort and yeah. it has it has escalated far beyond anything anyone would have imagined. But the need, Julie, is so great. Yeah. And and I'm hoping that this book will uh, will raise awareness and so that people will think twice about about sending their their older dog to a shelter or. Uh, you know, just because they're moving to Arizona, they don't think they can take the dog. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, just hopefully to, you know, to learn some lessons from the experiences that I've written about. So, Well, and the thing, too, to clarify for people who might be listening who aren't familiar with Old Dog Haven is that the one of the great things that makes this work possible for a lot of people is that if you open your home to foster an old dog haven dog, the organization pays for the dog's Absolutely. veterinary care. Because yes. that's a, a concern for a lot of people because oh, older dogs absolutely. do tend to require more attention in that way right. and therefore right. more resources. Yeah, and that's a and that's an important point, and I'm glad you made that because yes, that's true. Um, we do take care of all veterinary expenses, and and we rely strictly on donations. I mean, we're a we're a, you know five hundred one c three nonprofit organization, but we don't receive any government funding or anything. It's strictly uh, the kindness and the generosity of people, which is another important point too. I mean, this organization. I mean, there are hundreds of people involved doing things that range all the way from transporting a dog to writing thank you notes to uh, putting on events. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing, you know, the, the cliche about it taking a village um, is actually really quite true because there's no way that we could possibly do what we're doing mm-hmm. without, you know, without people like you, for instance, who, who uh, have welcomed Lois into your home, into your heart, and, and, and the, the lady in Texas who writes thank you notes and, and somebody else who uh, picks up the donation, the money from the donation cans. I mean, these are all people yeah. that are contributing their part to make it 
as a whole, yep. um, a, an amazing organization. Yep. And to, that there's lots of ways to contribute. Oh, absolutely. And to not underestimate, you know, what a difference doing whatever little task it might be. Right. Right. Yeah. And kids are, are amazing, too. I just am just finishing with the, the November newsletter and there's a, a, a little bit in there about a Girl Scout troop who decided that they wanted to make blankets for Aww. the dogs. And so they did that, and and we've had stories about kids who, for their birthday parties, a little 10-year-old guy from Oak Harbor, um, instead of presents, he told all of his friends that he wanted things for the old dogs at Old Dog Haven. And uh, I went to his house and picked up all of these, you know, food and blankets and money, and and, uh, so there's a a sense of of the ripple effect Mm -hmm. happens regardless of age. Yeah. And... That's that's the one of the beautiful things about this organization. So the book is called Old Dog Haven. Every old dog has a story to tell. Right. And right. where can people buy the book? Well, if you're if you're local, um, the best way because um, if we sell the book directly at our events or at various different uh, retail stores in the Seattle area, um, all of the entire price of the book comes to Old Dog Haven. If people buy it through Amazon, which they certainly can, mm-hmm. and it's been selling really well on Amazon. I've just looked this morning, and, and all the way across the country, people are buying the book, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, uh, easiest way, locally, check the homepage of the Old Dog Haven website, uh, and there are a list of places where it's available. Uh, we'll also have it at all of the events that we attend during the course of the year, and they're all listed in the calendar. And then, of course, you can buy it on, online at Amazon or your local bookstore may have it, or they can order it for you. So I have a, I have an idea. What's an idea? People can come to the 300th episode party uh-huh. of the dog show <laughs> and meet you and get a signed copy and purchase a copy there as well. That would be wonderful. <laughs> that would be what, what a smart girl you are. Yeah, well, yes, we're thrilled. Yeah, yeah. thrilled that, to, I will be there. Yeah, I, I know. Will be there not only to not only to celebrate your 300th episode, which is really impressive, but but I will bring books, and I'm happy to sign them and autograph them, and uh, uh, you know, enjoy the party with people. And yeah. you bet. Great. Well, we're thrilled to have you there, and um, just. Thank you for all the work that you do with Old Dog Haven and for this book. It's called Old Dog Haven. Every old dog has a story to tell. And it's really a great reading. These stories is really inspiring. It's really interesting. There's a lot to learn from these stories um, about the work that they do. And um, it's just really moving. The whole the whole thing is really awesome. So thank you so much for all the work you do with Old Dog Haven. My we pleasure. are out of time, but I will okay. look forward to seeing you at our 300th episode party, I'll which is November 22nd, Saturday, starts at 6 p.m. at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland. If you're listening to the show, you're invited. We're celebrating the 300th episode of The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And uh, thanks again, Ardith, for your time today. And we'll be back next Wednesday, live from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes.